Welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook, and this is episode five of our Scout Team Podcast series. I love doing these things, man, where we break down prospects, all-star games, and things of that nature, and we're breaking down yet another college all-star game this episode in the Tropic Bowl, which takes place January 15th, this Saturday, in Daytona Beach, Florida. Great prospects on display there, and it's put together by the fine folks at NFL Draft Blitz and also the same people that brought you the FCS Bowl and the National Bowl. So a great group of people working together to get these guys showcased in front of NFL, CFL, and scouts from around the world. A lot of Europe leagues will be there as well. So as always, you can find this show on iTunes, on our uh, Under Football Game Plan radio or podcast network. Um, Any one of our podcasts you can find archived on our website, at footballgameplan.com slash podcast. We have all of those there for you to check out. Also, um, you look at following me on Twitter at fballgameplan, and make sure you follow us on our Football Game Plan Scouting Twitter handle at fbgpscouting. That's where we're going to put all of our scouting notes in addition to what we put on our website and also links to our video scouting as well from all of our football game plan analysts. Um, don't forget to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash football game plan where we have a lot of video updates each and every day from the different leagues that we cover. And finally, both Facebook and Instagram, make sure you follow me there as well under the name football game plan. So now that we got all of that out of the way, We're going to take a look at the Tropic Bowl and what this game is all about. Last year was the first game that they had uh, of this bowl game, and it's called the FBS All-Americans Tropic Bowl. Um, And it was a great concept because, again, it fills that void uh, in between the Shrine Game and Senior Bowl. But this one will take place this weekend, and it's located in Daytona Beach. So guys that are trying to make the Shrine Game can already be there in Florida to check out this one in Daytona Beach before flying over to or driving over to uh, St. Petersburg to check out the Shrine game and then fly to Mobile to check out the Senior Bowl. So it makes sense from a logistics standpoint. It's a perfect place for an all-star game, sunny Florida, little weather, if any, uh, you're going to deal with. But last year, uh, the inaugural year had 27 NFL teams uh, in attendance and 70-plus NFL scouts. That's a lot for, for a game in his first season. Now, the purpose of the Tropic Bowl is a premier FBS Division I level college football all-star game um, that's going to be played annually in Daytona Beach, Florida in mid-January. It showcases the top college football seniors to NFL scouts and GMs who travel from across the country to the event. And the weekend is focused on scouting, teaching, and football. And last year, the inaugural game was held at North Miami Stadium. Um, this year, in conjunction with the city of Daytona, it'll be held in Daytona Beach, Daytona Beach's uh, Municipal Stadium, um, which is where they had the National Bowl and the FCS Bowl. So uh, the organizing company is East Preps LLC, uh, and they're responsible, like I said, for these high-end college football all-star games that used to be played at Florida International uh, since 2013, but now they're going to be in Daytona Beach for the Tropic Bowl. And there's a ton of great talent on display here and it's broken down into two teams like these games normally are uh there's a national team that's going to be coached by mike stock and the american team which will be coached by todd littlejohn and again when you look at these rosters guys that may not be household names but have played at major universities and to me it's a bunch of guys that you should be getting familiar with now it's called the fbs all americans tropic bowl but there are some great 
FCS prospects playing in this game and other levels playing in this game. And we're going to start with the national team. One guy that jumps out um, first and just starting with the defense side of the ball, uh, safety Brian Price of Maritime College. And that's a Division Three program. And we had this game in our ECAC bowl games. I was on a broadcast for Maritime versus uh, I forgot the name of the school that they played, but they were they were the team that um, RPI. Maritime versus RPI, uh, really good game. And Brian Price is one of the prospects we previewed as one to keep an eye on entering that bowl, that bowl game. He's a 6'5", 215-pound safety. He's a strong safety but has the ability to match up one-on-one versus tight ends. Um, and when you have a guy coming from a Division three program, he has to, one, quote-unquote, meet the measurables that scouts like to see, but his talent has to – to match up and to be quite honest, honest, not biased because I called the game. He was one that stood out throughout the course of the game. He got injured early in the first quarter, came back from that injury and still played exceptionally well. So Brian Price is one that's going to raise a lot of eyebrows because of his sheer size. Now we don't know if he's an exact six, five, but if he's pretty doggone close, he has the requisite requisite size that the scouts want to see. Uh, from a from a guy coming from a lower level. So I'm excited to see how well he's going to compete out there uh, in front of all those guys. And again, uh, up against the upper echelon of talent. Another FCS story that that is intriguing. Last year, there was a guy at Delaware State that was one of the top pass rushers at the FCS level, and that's Gabe Sherrod. And you thought going in, and Delaware State counted on him being there in the fall to make something happen and to build on the success they had to close out the 2015 season. Well, Gabe Sherrod, to his credit, he graduated early and was a graduate transfer to Michigan State. Now, which looked at first like a great idea, go to Michigan State, play a big-time ball, um, and showcase your skills there, see if you can replicate that success you had at Delaware State. But he got to Michigan State and got kind of lost in the shuffle and was a rotational player. When I was at the Maryland-Michigan State game, I was keeping a close eye on him to see how he was going to be able to handle the uh, step-up in talent. And it wasn't that he couldn't handle the step-up in talent. It was that he only had a few reps because you have Malik McDowell out there who's probably going to go in the first round. You got a lot of talented players that are in rotation. So Sherrod really didn't have an opportunity to make a dent in the depth chart like he wanted to moving up. So this is a big week for him. You also look at a guy that he competed against in the MEAC, offensive lineman Tory Boyd of Howard. Now, Boyd came into the season with a ton of fanfare, a lot of hype, and uh, a lot of expectations in Howard's football team didn't have the success that they thought they were going to have and which ended up being a which resulted in Gary Harrell being let go from his head coaching duties. Now they have Mike London who's going to do a fine job there. We'll get down there in the summer to do one of our FBGPU segments. Uh, but boy is an offensive lineman. Um does a good job in the running game. This will be a big test for him to see his footwork and athleticism in pass protection. So that's a big matchup. I said those two together because they both played in the MEAC and they probably went against one another once or twice or two uh, as Sherrod was a tremendous pass rusher for the Delaware State Hornets. Uh, Staying with the defensive side of the ball, Nico Marley, I feel like, has been at Tulane for 20 years. He's a tremendous player. He's an undersized guy at linebacker. He's about 5'9", 185, but he plays that, that safety position that is now the linebacker. Let's say in a 3-3-5, three, three, he's that that star back, that whip or what have you, whatever you want to call it. But what can he do from, is he an undersized linebacker or nickelbacker, or is he a strong safety or nickelback? So 
what can he do from a cover standpoint will be key. Their defense was creative under Curtis Johnson um, before he got let go, and Nico Marley was a big part of their defense. He was excellent versus the run. He held his own the short to intermediate passing game, and if he's going to make the transition to be a full-time defensive back or linebacker, I'm interested to see how he does in that transition. Um, Jacques Bryant of FAMU can play corner or safety, and he was one of the best defensive backs in the FCS this year. That secondary for FAMU was tremendous. We actually gave them, we do a show called the FCS Kickoff. You can find it on YouTube.com slash football game plan or footballgameplan.com slash FCS Kickoff. Um, and we highlighted the fact that FAMU had arguably the best secondary in the FCS across the board. Guys were versatile. They could be moved around. Uh, all across the, the secondary, they're able to hold multiple roles. Bryant was one of the top interceptors on that team and also in the FCS. So definitely excited to see him get out there and compete against t top competition. Offensively speaking, you look at uh, Joey Webb just off a championship game loss. Uh, young South State kid, they lost to James Madison, Joey Webb, his compadre compadre i'm sorry is playing on the opposite side in uh on the american team martin ruiz so you had joey webb martin ruiz uh a one-two punch they had they actually were three deep in the backfield uh but ruiz and webb are outstanding running backs that they're shorter guys but they're stocky and powerful with some good quickness so you're going to see both backs in this all-star game but Joey Webb is a guy that's on the national team, and he split up Martin Ruiz on the American team. Um, before we move on, I, there's one more defensive player that I see on this list, and that's uh, Lawrence Hale, uh, Lawrence Hale out of Lamar. And he was kicked off the team this season. He came in, and a lot of guys were expecting him to continue what he did in 2015 where he led the team in sacks. This was a guy that had tremendous pass rushing skills coming off the edge. They played a 3-4 defense. He can play inside. He can play outside. He can play backer. Um, and so he was kicked off the team this year for violating team rules and wasn't in the, he didn't transfer down or didn't uh, play uh, at a smaller school or something like that. He tried to get back on Lamar's team. It looked as if before the season started, he was going to be back on the squad, but coach upheld his decision and he did not play this year for Lamar, but he has a ton of talent, a draftable talent, and a guy that's going to have to answer a lot of questions from these NFL scouts. Offensively, again, offensive lineman Michael Demos, he played in the National Bowl, I believe, or the FCS Bowl, but I've seen this guy play before in the Pioneer League. Uh, very good offensive lineman, outstanding in the running game. So it's good to see him get another opportunity in another one of these all-star games. Moving on to the American team, like I said, coached by Todd Littlejohn, and you can find these rosters at tropic, tropicalbowl.com. And it's the Tropical Bowl, not Tropic Bowl. So it's tropicalbowl.com. It used to be called the Tropic Bowl. I swear they changed these names and alter these names and, and, and websites on the on the daily. But um, the American team, like I said, coached by Todd Littlejohn. And there's two quarterbacks of intrigue on this roster, and that's Tyler Jones of Texas State had a lot of buzz in the summer as a guy to keep an eye on interested to see how he does and josh strawhan we talked about him at nauseum for the national bowl and the fcs bowl out of southern illinois he transferred from stillman college when they shut down their football program so he was a division two kid transferred up to the fcs level won the starting job in the summer and put together a very productive season and also was the mvp of 
the FCS Bowl this past December. So he's getting another opportunity in the Tropical Bowl to play uh, extremely well um, in front of scouts and, and things of that nature. He's an underrated quarterback prospect that no one is talking about. His He'll be throwing to two other targets that have really good tape out there. Um, Devin Borders of Eastern Kentucky is more of a wide receiver, tight end, flex type. He played the National Bowl as well. Um, big kid, too, so he's money on the goal line, and that's evident by what Eastern Kentucky did uh, throughout the course of the season, utilizing him in that capacity. Brendan Flaherty of Holy Cross is a, is a very good wideout that also has ability as a returner, and I'm a big fan of his game. I call the Georgetown, as you guys know, I'm on the broadcast for the Georgetown home games, and when they played Holy Cross, uh, Flaherty was one that stood out because, again, he's played with two different quarterbacks this year and was able to excel, became the number one target, and also was able to help out as a returner. So he's a guy I think that can function outside as an X or a Z, but also has the ability as both a kickoff and punt returner. You're going to like Flaherty's game when you check him out on film. You also look at a guy on the defensive side, starting with the defensive line, Brian Corey of Carnegie Mellon, another one of these ECAC bowl games that I called. Carnegie Mellon played Salisbury, an option team, so you got to really see how well he can play the game with his eyes and his hands because that's all you have to utilize when you're playing option football. But I like his ability as an outside linebacker at the next level, but he's in this game not only because of his ability as a defender, but also what he can do from a special team standpoint. He's a long snapper, and we know long snappers can carve out 15- to 20-year careers in the NFL. Stand along the defensive line. Praise Martin Oguike from Temple. He was one, to me, that's being very underrated and stood out every time I watched Temple play. And when I went to the first Temple game this season, I want to say it was against uh, South Florida, everyone was talking about um, Nate Chandler at the corner and uh, their outside linebacker, whose name slips my mind right now, but He's a premier talent that everyone was talking about, but it was number 50, Prince Martin Aguike, that stood out each and every time. Just an underrated hustle guy, and there's nothing wrong with having hustle guys at the next level, but he found ways to win with speed. He found ways to win with power, using one-on bars to walk guys back to the quarterback, slicing the inside, uh, shooting a gap, and then making a tackle at or behind the line of scrimmage. So, I'm, exci I'm excited to see him, but I'm surprised that he's not at either uh, the Shrine game or the NFLPA game. But, hey, that makes a great get for the Tropical Bowl. And Michael James, the defensive back of Alderson Brodus, fairly new program. Um, I want to say maybe three years old, but they've already put together productive seasons, uh, consecutive seasons. We saw this with Kennesaw State. We're seeing it with Alderson Brodus. I saw them play two years ago against Wagner was very impressed with at that point, maybe one year into their football program, but was sound and given Wagner a tough time. So I like what they're building down there. They're doing a great job getting prospects and then developing these guys. But Michael James also has value as a returner. And so if you're coming from a smaller school division two program, you have to be able to help out on special teams. What can you bring to the table from a versatility standpoint? He can play in the slot. He can also play back deep. And I think when you have guys that can play both positions and also contribute on special teams, you're going to raise your, your value in front uh, in the minds of a lot of scouts and personnel decision makers. So that's a few of the guys I want you to keep an eye on. Again, this game is Saturday, 
January 15th. Um, and they do a great job of posting videos and uh, practice highlights and updates and interviews. It's a whole weekend out there in Daytona Beach, and you can't go wrong with that. And that's a Tropical Bowl, and that's tropicalbowl.com. Um, and, again, check out these rosters. Cole Gardner is another one that's playing very good football. He played at Eastern Michigan. He's going to be playing in this ball game as well. So, uh, again, if they had a lot of NFL scouts at the first one and a lot of rave reviews, they're going to see a lot of NFL scouts again this season or this game because of how well they ran practice and also of where it's located it's in florida so it makes it easier for these guys to get to the following game which will be the east west shrine game so this was a quick one i know i kind of ran through these prospects but i always want to give you guys something to check out something to listen to something to to focus on uh with these all-star games again there's a bunch of games out there we try to do our best to preview all of them we're going to have our shrine game preview coming up with teron davenport uh, we also have some great interviews on that one as well with Brian, uh, Billy Brown of Shepard, the wide receiver, and uh, punter Austin Rikow of Idaho. We're going to talk to both guys about the East-West Shrine game, their experiences. Uh, we're going to try to get some footage uh, put up to preview the East-West Shrine game this weekend as we do our NFL previews. But be sure, again, to follow me on Twitter at FBallGamePlan, at FBGPScouting, YouTube.com slash FootballGamePlan, Instagram and Facebook, Football Game Plan, And this show will be archived on our website at FootballGamePlan.com slash podcast. And don't forget to check out the website to view this roster and keep all of the, their updates uh, right at your fingertips at www.TropicalBowl.com. And again, they're on Facebook. Like the page as well. They, get, they post a ton of pictures and things of that nature. Nature. Tweet uh, at these guys. Uh, their Twitter handle is at Tropical Bowl USA. So that's it for episode five of this edition of the Scout Team Podcast. Let's go.